Hello, uh, this is Silke here from Lottel magazine and welcome to the Lottel Queer Conversation series. Today I'm here in the studio with Georgina Abrahams um, to talk about Lesbian Space Project and Link. Welcome, Georgina. Thank you, Silke. Thank you. And I'd like to begin by acknowledging that we are on Aboriginal land, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This morning I went through the Lottel archive and it is so exciting to um, you know, look at some history and this is our January cover in 1994. It's talking, it has Georgina on the front cover with the announcement she made that evening um, in Town Hall that we raised $250,000 for an amazing project that was about to take place. Georgina, do you want to tell us a little bit about the history? Because I guess for us, this is really important to start recording this kind of history that Australia has experienced back then. And lesbian space and everything around it is a really good story. It's worth telling. Uh, I came out in 1980, so I was 24. And I came out into a very creative and feminist and empowering lesbian culture and community. I was very lucky. And all through the 80s, every year, a different state would put on a lesbian conference and festival for a week or a weekend. And when that ended, like when it finished in Adelaide and there was a discussion, another state put their hand up and said, next year it will be in Alice Springs mm -hmm. or it will be in Melbourne or it will be in Perth. I don't think we ever made it to Tassie. <laughs> but I was lucky I, I went to nearly all of them. Usually three to 400 women mm -hmm. from all around Australia and there would be weekend of workshops and then in the evening concerts or theatre. Mm -hmm. And I loved the women I met, what I was learning, how I was growing and how I understood that lesbian culture is so vibrant. It's our music, our relationship and our perspective on patriarchy, our relationships with each other, they were, um, and, with the, and with the world, with children, with our parents. I felt very proud, and still do, about lesbian culture. And I'm so grateful for that decade of being able to meet so many amazing, diverse women, uh, and to listen and to learn and to contribute. And then it was Sydney's turn in 1991. And it was the largest one I had been to. It was the year before was Melbourne and that was big. But the one in Sydney, we had UTS in Broadway for the weekend conference. And we had one and a half thousand lesbians from all over Australia attend that weekend conference. It was incredible. There was so much to participate in. And we spent the year before really creating it making so that it would be as interesting and as vital and as informing as we could. 
And along with the conference, there were a team of women who put on a festival. This is the cover. And the festival went for a week. And there was theatre, there was comedy, there were forums, there were concerts. It was an incredible week of non-stop performance. And, and that then ended on the Sunday night with a concert at the Opera House. And that was, again, a night of such visibility and pride and humour and enormous talent. We had opera, we had Judy Small with folk, you know, Deborah Cheatham with, with opera, we had rock. Uh, it, was, it was incredible. We had choirs, it was an amazing gathering. And I was involved with the conference mostly, working with a wonderful team of, of very collaborative women because we billeted, we provided childcare, we provided food. And it was all like for about $80 for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. We ran it because we all volunteered. Everything was very affordable. Yep. The, probably the dearest thing, which I think was $50, was the Opera House concert, mm -hmm. but that was at the Opera House and yep. it costs money yep. to be at the Opera House. And the festival the whole week was just, it was exhilarating. 20 years later, as you know, because you supported us, we held a reunion of the Opera House concert. Mm -hmm with many of the performers from 20 years ago and their new ones. And over that weekend, we held a whole weekend of activities. We had the bush dance on Friday night. We had um, a walk around Newtown and a poetry and a debate and an art show and, and markets all day Saturday at Newtown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we had sport all day Sunday and that culminated in the concert. But that was a weekend. Yeah. But this one, was for a whole week. And we ended up um, at the, when you know we came together and we finalized our money. We had money left over. Um, there was about $25,000, and this was 30 years ago, money that we had made. You know, we had hired venues, we had Witch Theatre doing a whole week of different plays, but we had this money left. And we sat as a large team of women to look at, well, how can we best utilise this money to support and further lesbian culture in this country? And we knew we would like to give some money to the next conference, which was in Brisbane. But we had twenty. We had twenty-five thousand dollars, which was quite a lot of money thirty years ago. Yeah, yes. And that's because everybody for that year had worked, and we held fundraisers during the year too. You know, but we'd all worked with our hearts for free, and we loved doing that. It was our service to put this to put this amazing event on, this cultural event. We were in all the papers. It was big news. You know, it was fantastic. And I'm not surprised that the thought developed of buying a space right. for lesbians after yes. Yes. you just experienced a week of of total like support yes. by lesbians obviously wanting yes. space. Yes. And what we had found through putting this week on that it wasn't easy to find venues that would mm -hmm. allow us to book the space mm -hmm. for a night, for a week. 
to a group of lesbians. That, that was quite challenging. Mm -hmm. We did find spaces through the trade union at the Tom Mann Theatre, Bondi, we held um, theater, the Witch Theatre was at Bondi Pav, run by progressive people. Yeah. We found venues, but it was challenging. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there was this notion that if you needed, you know, $500 to do something for lesbians, if 10 women got together and put $50 in, you'd have $500. So our thinking was, well, why don't we amplify that? Why don't we have a space, which we own, where we can, as lesbians, and for all women, all who identify as women, could come together and we could have it as a base where we could run things, yeah. whether it was a dance or an information session or, you know, whatever, whatever we wanted. Were there examples out there in other cities in Australia or overseas? Overseas, yes. And I had travelled and I had been to lesbian centres in, in London and in Europe mm -hmm. and in America. And I met with the women who were helping run those places and I sat with them and I heard what they felt worked and what didn't work and what made a space well used and popular and safe and what didn't. And I wanted to um, share that knowledge and hope we could learn from it. We don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. Uh, and London had a fabulous lesbian centre. They also had a pride centre, but a place where lesbians mm -hmm. and all women, mm -hmm. or all who identify as women, could utilise as well. And we, um, we really felt the need for that. At that time, it was something that we wanted. Mm -hmm. It felt important. So I, um, with some other women, we put out a survey asking about 15 questions. And we got a lot back, nearly a thousand, saying, what would, where would you like a space, a centre? What would you like to see happen in it? Who, who would you be happy to see using the space? I mean, one of the answers to that was one woman wrote, no Taurians, or something silly like that, because obviously her ex had been a Taurian. You know, some women wrote silly things. Some women wrote, they did not want trans lesbians using it. Mm -hmm. Most said, not a problem. So we got a real feel from that survey, which actually went loosely into a lot of as well. And, and it got well distributed and we gathered them and we went through them. And we had the idea that if we could raise in one year, because we didn't want to be doing it for years and years. One year, if we could raise a quarter of a million dollars, we could buy our own space, not rent it, not have a mortgage. But at that time, you could buy a building in a fairly central area for $250,000. So expanding that idea that if 10 women put in 50, we thought 500, 500. If we could get 500 checks of $500, and that, that might mean that five women would put $100 in each and we'd have five. That meant that during that year of 1993, women held a tattoo competition, um, cake baking, debates, dances, wonderful. Like 1993 was a non-stop social, incredible 
out every night if you yeah. wanted to be, yeah. and it was to raise their cheque, you know. Mm -hmm. But what it did was really um, encouraged a whole uh, a lesbian, you know, events yeah. every every weekend. There yeah. were so many things to go to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, launched it 30 years ago in November in 1992. The idea, what we hoped would happen. And we said, let's start at the beginning of 1993 and by the end of the year, let's have the money to buy our building. And we had the support of all the different wonderful variety of lesbians. We had S&M women, we had sporty lesbians, we had uh, scholarly academic lesbians, we had creative lesbians, we had socialist lesbians, we had spiritual lesbians, yeah. we had um, women who loved to be at the pub at nights and play pool. And we worked really hard that year. I know for myself, I was once a week, I would, I would speak at a different lesbian with a group about answer any questions, talk about why it was important, why their check was important. I went into pubs, I went to lesbian line, I went to sporting groups, I sat with the gay and lesbian choir, but there wasn't a week mm. where I wasn't talking, invited to a group, mm -hmm. and we talked about the project, why it was important, what it meant, and what it meant for that group, where they could rehearse, where, where they could come together. And so at the end of that year, yeah. how much did you raise? How much were you at? We had, um, women did bring checks at night. We had busy counters, you know. But there was a point where I came out onto stage. Julie McCrossan and Virginia Bell were uh, emceeing and they were brilliant. Um, and we had um, the support of different gay men's groups too who were very understood, because they had lots of spaces, and that was wonderful, mm. but we didn't have any. Mm. You know, we didn't have anything, not that we wanted it necessarily on Oxford Street, but we didn't have anywhere where we could go together. That was ours. And so we had um, one of those machines where the names of people who had given money would run across the stage, yes. you know, all the groups, yep. and you could read it all night. It just went around and there was a new check that would get typed in by Kelly. And then you would see who, you know, yep. all the different uh, groups who and, and individuals who had contributed. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the, the night at On the night, yeah. I, I remember it well. So oh, you were there? Of okay. Course of course you were there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Tulia McCrossan, Virginia Bell were the mm -hmm, host, mm -hmm, and they, they gave the audience hell. Mm -hmm. um, that was like, so funny. I'm not getting out of here without having donated mm -hmm. some money. That's it right. Was, Open your purses. It, um, it was just, the bus was just mm -hmm. incredible. But there was a time when you realized, yep. actually, we didn't reach it no. as well. Right? No. So, um, focus. And the agreement was yeah. that if we didn't reach it, by the end of the year, which was our agreement with yeah. people who give money, then people would get their money back. Okay. That it was a center or bust. And because we had everything very well documented and we knew everyone who had given $10 to $1,000, mm. you know, like my, my parents gave money, you know, people's um, brothers and sisters supported, yeah. you know, it was overseas. There were people, there were a group of Japanese lesbians who got together and sent a check. Same in America, same in England. Like it was, 
it was well known. And we promoted it overseas. So come on, we need your support, sisters. You know, send us $500. Uh, but it was during the night, um, just after I think it was half time, we could see that we were down about, uh, about $50,000. Yeah, we had 200. And we were going to be true to our promise. If we don't have the 250, you would get your money back. And then, um, so they came out and said that. Mm. And uh, money. Actually, I don't know if you remember, because we were upstairs as well at the town hall, yeah. women were sitting. Money fell onto the stage, like it rained money. It was very incredible, you know. We, people, women were crying, they were laughing. Yeah. They were putting their rent money in, you know, so that we could meet this target. Mm -hmm. And that we could have this, you know. We could make this a reality. Yeah. And Eva Cox, wonderful, amazing Eva Cox, had offered her building in Glebe, where we had organised the lesbian conference and festival, and had seen us working together and loved it. She said, I will sell you my building in Glebe for 250000 So we knew we could get a building but we needed to reach our target. 200 wasn't the target, yeah. you know? And then um, a woman at the last woman, a lesbian came forward and said, um, I will donate 50,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At five minutes to midnight. Very close. Very close. And we <laughs> went, we've done it. Mm -hmm. No, it was incredible. I don't think I slept yeah. that night or for nights after. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, and I love that um, the group of women, we were um, scrupulous with every cent, everything was receipted. Um, mostly if we had expenditure, we covered it ourselves, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, we wanted to ensure and to create a sense that yes, this was real, this was possible, and this was accountable. You know, that it was very transparent. It's important, it's really important. Raise the money yep. and you bought a building. Uh, no, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. No. What happened? Um, Eva, you know, had said yes. You've got the building, and in the next few months that will become available. And um, we continued to hold early in 1994 different fundraisers just to keep, um, you know, because more money yeah. is helpful, yeah. you know, need, um, you know, you need money for all sorts of things. So, um, and the committee was um, very solid and again we worked well together and uh, I co-convened this project with Sandhall, who was a, a wonderful, wonderful lesbian feminist and it was great to work with her, mm -hmm. really great. And I was um, aware that in 1994 in New York there was the Gay Games and there was, it was 25 years since Stonewall and there was going to be a million people marching through the streets of New York to honour that, to celebrate that as a part of the Gay Games as well and the cultural festival there. 
and, and that was in June. And I um, left Australia to go to that um, with my partner at the time. And we bought a combi and we travelled around America and Canada. It was wonderful. And I left a very strong committee. Things were really on an even keel. Things were good. The money was there. Um, the, there was a lot of, as I said, goodwill and faith. And in that time, the next conference was in Brisbane. And a trans lesbian was on that committee. Uh, we didn't, um, the women attending, the lesbians attending that, didn't know that. Uh, and they didn't know until they got there and they met the committee and the committee welcomed them on the opening night. And there were, uh, I wasn't there, mm -hmm. um, but I've read and I've heard from a significant number of, of lesbians who were, that there was a lot of um, disruption and unpleasantness because there were a group of vocal women who did not want to be participating in a lesbian weekend with a trans lesbian. And it was chaotic. Yeah. Uh, and there was going to be a walkout of women who were there who didn't want to stay if this particular lesbian stayed. So she left. But it was, it was, pretty ugly from what I heard and I felt really sad about that. And those women who were involved in that disruption came back to Sydney and I think they were strengthened by their win and they were very clear that they did not want the lesbian space to be inclusive of trans lesbians. Now we had a constitution. We had worked on it through the community really hard. We talked about this issue at length. Uh, I was aware that this had been an issue in other places and I was hoping we could avoid that. The understanding was as a centre all types of women will want to use this space. It's not my lounge room. Mm -hmm. like, I'm a non-smoker, non-drinker, vegetarian. So in my home, I have a right to be able to say, I don't want you to bring animal flesh into my home. I don't want you to use drugs in my home. I don't want you to smoke in my home. I have that right. But in a community centre, all types of lesbians and women who and lesbians who identify as women will use that space. So I thought it was important that in the toilets there were safe injecting rooms and cubicles, so that if women were going to use drugs or to shoot up, that it could be safe for them. They weren't using dirty needles. 
you know, my preference, I wouldn't want anyone bringing McDonald's into it. But the thing is, it's not my centre. Yeah. It was a community centre. Yeah. And you know you can have a room, a space where women don't smoke, and a space where women can smoke. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. all of those considerations to yeah. welcome all. Mm -hmm. This was a space for all types of women, and I don't have to use that centre every night. If there's something on that night that I don't want to go to, well, that's okay. And we'd also had an issue where um, uh, the woman who donated the the 50,000, which is a lot of money, did so anonymously. And her name came out. Mm -hmm. And she was not happy about that. Mm -hmm. And she withdrew her 50,000. Mm -hmm. Again, Lottle covered all of this. So yeah. we had a big public meeting. And we said, look, um, we're fundraising, we can we can make the 250, but we don't have it right now. And the agreement was that if we didn't reach it, you yeah. would get your money back. Yeah. So Lottle and Star Observer and the other publications said, the money's being withdrawn. This is terrible, but it has. If you want your money back, you have six weeks to apply and your money will be returned without question. And if you don't, if you want us to keep fundraising so we can buy this building, then we will. Two people asked for them. So they still, okay, we want to keep on. We yeah. want this. Yeah. You know, it has been marred with this controversy. Mm -hmm. And it was controversial yeah. and it was disappointing. Um, but then after the Brisbane conference, that's when it got really. Horrible, really. So we had our AGM in December at the Heffron Hall up in Darlinghurst. We had hundreds of women. I don't know if you were at that AGM, but it was a big AGM. Hundreds and hundreds of halls packed. And in writing the Constitution, we had been very generous. Um, because we knew that women had become members of lesbian space from all around Australia and they couldn't all get to the AGM. We allowed a woman who did attend to bring with her four or five proxy votes. So if you couldn't come, you could give me your vote and I would declare your membership and the way that you wanted to vote about a certain issue. Looking back, that was a mistake because it was exploited. So a group of women who had been at Brisbane presented at the AGM with a whole lot of proxies, hundreds of them. Now it costs $10 to become a member of Lesbian Space. So they lobbied, they acknowledged that this is yeah. what they did. I'm, I'm not um, surmising this. They agreed that this is what they did. I had a sense that this was what was happening because some women had told me. And um, we had, as I said, hundreds of women there. And I felt hopeful that this particular 
uh, amendment about the constitution being changed. So it only the only women lesbians who could use the centre were those who were born lesbian. And I respected what was important to them. What I was upset about was what they wanted to change a constitution that had worked and had successfully raised a lot of money and a lot of goodwill. That if they wanted a space where, for women born, women only, then make that space. That wasn't what Lesbian Space Project was about. Yeah. It was for everyone. And that emphasis that it was for all was the theme through the whole year that we raise money. Answered that question every week. Yes, it's, and, and women who didn't feel that they were lesbians, who didn't feel that they were particularly welcome or included in the community wanted to believe that. They wanted to believe that as women who were um, identified with sadomasochism or sporty women or socialist lesbians, they wanted to feel that this was a place that was theirs as well. Yeah which is why they contributed and supported it. You know, it was, it was a dream. It was a bit utopian that I was, you know, we were, it looked like it was possible. So the amendment came up and I spoke very passionately about why if we change this, it will change the whole flavor of this project, its intention, what it's about. And uh, the vote was close, but we lost the vote. The vote for it to be inclusive was lost. And it was very emotional. There were lesbians who were crying. There were lesbians who were cheering. There were, so Eva Cox spoke against the change as well. She was one of the lesbians who spoke. She was amazing um, as a Jewish woman who saw her parents live through the Holocaust. She got up and she said, we can't be discriminating. We can't be doing this. This is not who we are as lesbian feminists. So when the constitution was changed, she withdrew her building wow. because she was so upset, like many of us were, by what felt like a takeover of women who had supported the project up to then, not in massive ways, but they had been around, you know? And they knew, they knew what the project was about. So it became very contentious and, and it was all covered again in our, in our press. And um, I don't know if you know a lot about the grieving process, but one of the things when you lose hope, or you lose um, a vision, that's like losing a partner. Like it has an equivalence with grief of losing something else, losing a job, losing a home, losing a partner. When, you, when there's something that you really believe in and that is dramatically affected or taken from you, it could be faith in a human, another person, it, you, there's a grieving. So we had a big grieving. Mm -hmm. And I said that I no longer wanted to be a part of the committee. Yeah. And our committee that we had worked together for years with stood down and a new committee was created. 
and the new committee decided to buy a building in Newtown and um, they didn't have enough money so they had to mortgage which was never the agreement mm -hmm. but they, the money that was there they bought a building the building didn't work because women were really upset by what happened they didn't agree with it yeah. it was not what we had raised yeah. the money for yeah. mm -hmm. so uh, the building wasn't utilized there was more debt the exist that committee rang me and other women and said we can't keep running this we're running at a loss we can't cover our costs we're in debt would you like the project back hmm. and me and others said yes um, you have effectively dropped this baby on its head and you're returning it it's a bit brain damaged but yes we want this project back on the understanding that this committee all resign and they did and that's where essentially the present day committee Marsha Megan Slenning, Deborah Hayes, came together. The council had created a whole lot of new regulations about a building and it wasn't considered fire safe. And they came through and inspected this building that we now had responsibility for. And they said, you would need to spend up to half a million dollars on getting this building safe according to our new rules and we didn't have that money. So we held a public meeting. We said, we want to sell this building. We're sorry, but we can't afford to keep it. But we can do something else with the money. And that's when the grant idea came up, that we would have lesbian spaces all around Australia. We would invest the grant, the money that was left from the sale of the building once all the costs were covered and that money we would use then, we would invest in the interest we would give out grants every year. There was interest then, we don't have interest anymore, but we made money off that money yeah. and we gave that money out. And we've kept the principle intact. We still have done that. 30 years later, we still have that principle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we did with that principle was we bought a unit in Surrey Hills, I think a one bedroom apartment, which we've rented and we've used that money for the grants. And that building has, that unit has gained a lot of value over the years. Plus we also had money invested for the interest. Mm -hmm. So all of our accounts, everything's very accountable, transparent, any lesbian can see that, you know, and, and all the grants that over the last 15 years or longer, we have given out more than half a million dollars worth of grants to great projects, yeah. all types of projects, yeah. all it's around. It's the only grant project uh, exclusively for lesbians? Correct. In mm -hmm. Australia? Mm -hmm. All who identify as lesbians, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, now we are at this stage where Blink was incorporated. Yeah, we changed the name changed because the name. we weren't a space anymore. That's right, mm -hmm. yeah. And we also stated repeatedly, and again Lottle reported this, that if a group of lesbians came forward and said, okay, 
We want to run a lesbian project, a space. We want to run a community centre. We've got a building, we want to buy it. And you've got the money. We would, we would hand that money over. Yeah. Again, there would be a community meeting, a consultation. Yeah. Yeah. But if these women were serious then, and, and capable, yeah. then we would do that. So that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So we so Lottel applied for a grant one year and mm -hmm. we, um, we got some money and we actually uh, built our archive Good. which is you know, really important mm -hmm. work and mm -hmm. which we have completed now. Mm -hmm. Great. So um, this is great work yeah. Link has done and can you give me a few examples that you thought worthwhile? Jean Taylor in Melbourne has um, applied for a number of grants and received them and she's published books about um, lesbian her story, particularly in Victoria, but all around Australia. You know, I think she's published now four books that we have helped support. Poetry books have come out, CDs, some wonderful music. Um, some lesbian music festivals have been funded, art exhibitions. During the Gay Games here, we gave a $5,000 cheque to the committee and that sponsored lesbians from the Pacific who wanted to be able to participate in the games but they couldn't get here and we funded those lesbians to be able to come and be a part of the games. Again, Lottel covered that. There's a photo of the big $5,000 cheque that we gave. Uh, uh, such a... Uh, there was one lesbian who wanted to pick up older lesbians in a van and take them out every month and she needed a special license. Yeah. We gave her the money for that oh, wow. and she did that. Yeah. Uh, dancers all around Australia have um, and community events. Um, Jewish lesbians up in the mountains wanted um, a big banner so they could carry it in Mardi Gras. We funded that mm -hmm. banner. So here we are. 2022. Mm -hmm. um, 30 years later. So the burning question for me is mm -hmm. what is the future? Mm. What about Link? Well, um, the committee is aging essentially. Mm -hmm. We're older lesbians. Uh, and we continue to have a commitment and a real sense of the importance of that money that is in our care mm -hmm. for the community. But we would love younger women younger lesbians who want to be a part of this to come forward and be on committees. And that's not easy anymore. The, the idea now, um, I think vol on voluntary level, working on committees, most women, they get paid for being on committees and they get paid well, you know? And uh, this, uh, this concept of doing everything for no money, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit in the past. Now you've got skills, your time is precious. If you're going to do this, well, you want to get paid. Fair enough. You know, I, I, I understand, you know. Would love to have um, younger women come along and say we want to carry this baton on. Mm -hmm. So we're in discussion as a committee. Where do we want to be in five years time? And we're looking at what the possibilities are. Sadly, the concept now of a lesbian space is in a building. I mean, it might come back into fashion, but it's not current. A lot of younger lesbians 
and who maybe don't identify as lesbian, younger queer women, having a space just for other women is not something that feels as urgent or as relevant or as meaningful to them. I think it is because I know the power of sitting at a conference or a festival or in the opera house with over a thousand women, lesbians. Well, just to finish with the link, I'd like to say, I still think there is a big need for these grants, that every um, round, there are lots of lesbians applying for money with great projects. So I would hate to see that not continue. You know, I would like you know, for money to continue to be distributed, to be continuing to support lesbian culture all around this country. I'm hoping that that will continue. You know, I think it will for the next five years. Then we, you know, we'll have to review. Mm -hmm. And not a little whatever we can to support thank you. this, this Good. process. Great. Um, thank you very much for joining our podcast. Today. You're welcome. Thank you, Georgina. You're welcome. And